Hey, Will. Hey, Greg. Uh, thanks very much for uh, joining today. Uh, and thank you very much to our listeners as well. Today, Will and I are going to talk about the... Um, basically, we're going to talk about the cost of living in different countries. And of course, there are differences in price uh, depending on cities and uh, in the urban areas or also in the rural or countryside areas. But generally speaking, we're gonna talk about our experiences and how we view cost of living. So Will, I want to ask you, um, as I know you've, uh, you know, lived in several cities, uh, mm -hmm. West yes. uh, and also in Asia. Mm -hmm. and I'm just curious, uh, well, when you started your plight uh, to, first uh travel around obviously that was about over 20 years ago yes. and the cost of living um has of obviously changed due to inflation right mm -hmm. and changed due to uh economies have been doing so yes uh, today i want to ask you um first of all um when you think of cost of living um what do, what what do you think about? What do you imagine? Okay, so possibly I think um, the cost of things, so such as, for example, you know, when you go shopping for groceries, eating out at a restaurant, maybe uh, having a drink at a bar, um, paying for your rent, okay, housing. So all of that, you know, I would say is cost of living. So uh, just to give the, the listeners a you know, a little bit of background about myself. Uh, I'm originally from New York, okay? And, uh, you know, New York is right now one of the most expensive cities in the world, okay? And um, yes, uh, uh, about a couple years ago, I uh, went back, I had to go back to the United States and I went back, visited New York, and I was just so surprised at how expensive things have become, okay? Now, when I was growing up as a kid in the 70s and 80s, uh, New York was yeah expensive, but uh, not as expensive as as it is today. Okay, um, and I'm just so surprised. Uh, now a lot of people now that are retiring in the United States, um, this is also a major concern because they're only relying on their pension okay perhaps they haven't saved up enough money or their investments are not performing as well so they're stuck with a certain um pension every month maybe a thousand about fifteen hundred dollars a month now in the united states that's very if you're getting a thousand fifteen hundred that's you're basically living below the poverty line okay it's very difficult to be able to uh, have any type of uh, decent lifestyle so a lot of people you know, are now um, thinking of maybe moving overseas. You know, there's some countries, some areas, some regions that have a lower cost of living, okay? So for example, I'm, I'm here in uh, Vietnam, okay? And yeah, I would say compared to, let's say, uh, most Western developed countries, prices here could be, I'd say, as low as like one-tenth of what they are in developed uh, Western countries. Um, I, I, absolutely. And uh, you are very right when, when you think about comparing the price of the major cities compared to developing uh, cities. And mm -hmm. um, as you said, uh, 
depending on the the different cost, be it rent, be it mm-hmm. uh, uh, transportation, the right. shopping, and everyday things. I think um, we we tend to also find in uh, other cities that are cheaper, we can find alternatives or substitute products mm-hmm. and services that right. are much cheaper. So maybe we would say you get more for your buck. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I think that, you know, if you go outside some of, you know, even if you live in, um, you know, Western developed country, you know, uh, if you go outside, you know, into, let's say, uh, suburbs or more rural areas, things are a lot, uh, a lot cheaper. Okay. Uh, like same, you know, in Japan, you know, um, Tokyo and Osaka are very, uh, they're very expensive cities, but if you go on to the rural areas, uh, if you go to Hokkaido or maybe Kyushu or Okinawa, uh, things are a lot, uh, a lot cheaper. I absolutely agree. I think for uh, some people, maybe expats who probably would relocate due to their job, um, they don't have to think about the cost of living as much. But as you said, retirees uh, right. going to a, a developing country, obviously. They consider taxes. They consider right. uh, the um, different uh, amenities uh, that are available to them. Maybe that they cannot uh, afford in, so for example, a big city like New York or Los Angeles. Right. Maybe, right. Right. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. I mean, here, you know, I would say here in Southeast Asia, you know, one can live fairly comfortably on. You know, I mean, it depends. Everyone has their own lifestyle, but I would say between a thousand and fifteen hundred U.S. dollars, you could live pretty comfortably. Okay, anything more than that, and you're really living it up. Yeah. Okay, um, but it's interesting uh, because you know, uh, after moving here, you know, uh, yeah, I, you know, I used to live in Japan for a number of years, and uh, yes, I was just so blown away by how cheap. You know, uh, things are uh, just to give an example. I live in a condominium here, um, uh, very across the street from the ocean on the 15th floor. And, um, you know, my rent is only about in Japanese yen, about uh, 25,000 yen or 250 US dollars. Where, you know, back in the US, like if you live in California or Hawaii, I mean, you would pay easily 20, 30, 40 times that amount. It's an unbelievable comparison when you consider uh, getting the same type of luxury. Um, absolutely. And uh, I, there's a couple other things I was thinking about while you were explaining uh, your accommodation. I was also thinking about the bills, overhead yes. costs, oh, for example. Yes, yes, yes. That's another consideration. Um, so basically, okay, last month, uh, let's see, my water bill uh, and utility bill combined okay it was about let's see 400,000 vietnamese dong okay uh in japanese yen okay com- my combined utility bill was about uh 1,600 japanese yen or about 16 us dollars for everything that's amazing <laughs> uh, and i know sometimes we also talk about entertainment and yes. sometimes we talk about for example alcohol Right, right. Items are much more expensive in Japan. Uh, Alcohol, where you're saying in uh, uh, Vietnam, it must be Mm -hmm. a lot more cheaper. 
Yeah, yes, it is. Um, now, of course, it all depends. Like uh, yesterday, I went to a convenience store and I bought a couple of beers. And uh, you can get a beer here for about 50 yen, a can of beer. Okay. Now, if you want to get, let's say, a beer that's imported. Okay. Now, I saw this beer is from Korea. It was imported beer. It was actually quite expensive. It was, that was about uh, 200 Japanese yen or about two US dollars. And I was just blown away by how expensive uh, it was. Now, you know, one thing about here in Southeast Asia is you're going to pay a lot for imported items. So if you move to Southeast Asia, you know, to retire, you know, but you still want to have the luxuries of back home, you want to have your, you know, Western meals, you know, Western groceries, then that's going to cost you. Okay. Uh, so if you're, you know, if you move here and you eat, you know, like the locals, you eat where the locals eat, uh, you could live here pretty well. But yeah, if you want to eat Western food every day or, you know, Japanese food every day, go to Japanese restaurants, go to uh, KFC, McDonald's, then that's going to add up. Absolutely. So what you're saying is if you want extravagant or foreign luxuries, you know, you have to pay an arm and a leg or you have to pay much more than you would pay for normal local street food or local food. Exactly. The no brands, right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. And as we say, when in Rome, do like the Romans. Exactly. So if you want to live an uh, uh, extravagant life, you have to dish out the cash. Um, there's one more thing I wanted to touch on really quickly, and that has to do with when we think about the cost of living nowadays, more people have become much more crypto aware. So, for example, cryptocurrency. Right. Uh, a lot of more people are thinking about, for example, when they compare the foreign exchange of, for example, the Vietnamese dong, to say, right. for example, comparing it to um, maybe Bitcoin or Ethereum or mm -hmm. all altcoins, they may consider investing in like a stable coin right a currency uh like for example usdc or usdt and they would think okay this is another alternative for for example if you're a retiree how you mm -hmm. can uh, keep your asset from diminishing right right um yeah that's true you know um with uh, cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin, um, well, you know, originally the founder, um, Satoshi Nakamoto, Nakamura, um, uh, so-called Japanese name, but he wasn't Japanese, um, he founded Bitcoin as kind of like a peer-to-peer, -peer, you know, a way for, for people to pay each other, okay, without a third party, okay? So that was the original intent, okay? Uh, however, now it's kind of become more of like speculation. Uh, but one thing about Bitcoin is it's a it has a limited supply of only 21 million coins. Okay, so uh, basically it's deflationary. Okay, meaning that you know over time because of scarcity. Okay, if you have uh, you know let's say one Bitcoin or half a Bitcoin over time, it's going to be worth more. So it's a lot better to have to hold uh, something that is scarce, scarce like gold, silver, you know, Bitcoin, compared to holding fiat, which the governments just print left and right, and uh, it basically dilutes the value of your purchasing power. Absolutely, and I think um, we are seeing an evolution in how uh, people deal with, as you said, fiat cash currency 
versus mm-hmm. these different types of new asset classes. So right. it's, um, I think, uh, to end on that note, the cost of living is changing and the way people view their pensions and their investments is uh, taking a, a turn in the future. Thanks very much to our listeners and thank you, Will, for your insightful uh, discussion today about the cost of living. My Goodbye, pleasure. Everyone. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.